0: don't do it i swear to god (laughs) do not click that button it's so tempting (laughs) i want to leave the meeting too i bet you do (laughs) i feel like i'm still recovering from all of the THC i participated in this week
1: how did setting boundaries with our family go
0: not great yeah Tune in next year when I try it again.
1: <laughs> Tune in next year when I give it another crack. You
0: think we could get it right?
1: But probably you think not. We could stay in our own lane and just talk about nothing like normal. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back over in my
1: lane, clickers. Okay, cool. We've you been signaling the- to get over for years. <laughs> oh wanna- my gosh! The other day, can I just give a little antidote for fuck's sake. So in <laughs> Australia, when you drive here, your windshield wipers and signals are on the other side. And normally I do pretty well at remembering, but yesterday, yesterday I started to signal, but I, I didn't want to signal. So I went to turn off my signals and I accidentally turned on my windshield wipers at full (laughs) speed. And then I was still trying to, like, flip the <laughs> signal the other way, <laughs> which all the wipers are just, just going
0: crazy. Were you, like, swerving down the road? I can see you, like, <laughs> accelerating and swerving down the road. It's like, they're like, oh, God, everybody pull over. It's that American bitch again. <laughs> Move over. I mean, For all of our no. listeners, I just want to say Mackenzie is hands down the most... <laughs> frantic driver I have (laughs) ever experienced in my life so and that's like stateside so I can't even imagine I'm really looking forward to riding frantic
1: I'm not driving your ass anywhere after that comment you get a fucking uber (laughs) I'll drive you no you certainly will not (laughs) frantic how dare you I'm a good driver you really are decent I love you but sometimes I don't like you same
0: (laughs) And Same. today's one
1: of those days I don't like you.
0: <laughs> do you yeah. want to do the introduction to the show today? Oh my god, I would
1: love to. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome back to the Salty Sisters. I'm Mackenzie. I'm Sage. I'm the better of the sisters. And today, <laughs> we are discussing women in leadership, women in power, and how we could better serve each other as we climb the ranks and gain more power in the workplace and the world. Climb the ranks. <laughs> Yeah, life is just really biz, guy. Also, you guys, this is just like a PSA. If you haven't read or listened to The Fourth Wing by <laughs> Rebecca... <laughs> Stop shaking your head. By Rebecca Yaros, you need to get on that. It's so good. What does that have to do with leadership? Everything. And if you had read the book, you would know.
0: Oh, okay. So is that kind of where this inspiration is
1: coming from? For No, actually, know? this inspiration came from it came from somebody close to me telling me about a work colleague reaching out to, to them uh, and expressing that he was on, he's a younger male. He's like maybe 24. And he is on an all women's team an all women's engineering team, which is quite cool in itself. So all the leadership is, is women and all of his coworkers are women. And they have sort of taken steps to ostracize him and make him feel less than because it's a, a full female team plus him. And that just got me really thinking about women in leadership and how women in leadership, and I have experienced this firsthand actually, have a tendency to sort of belittle other women beneath them and in addition men beneath them as a way to sort of like flex their power, in my opinion, and show that they are, they deserve to be where they are. In my opinion, I think that's the wrong way to approach this whole scenario. I understand that women have to work, I don't know, 150 times harder to get to the same leadership rung as a male, but just because you worked harder to get there doesn't mean that it's okay to belittle the people beneath you or not help them also achieve success and gain power. That's yeah. where this all came from. So that's where it stemmed from. I got a little bit irritated by that. I feel like we as people need to do better, but you know, the world changes when women do, I think. So
0: mm, interesting. I agree with you about that. Leadership is really a difficult topic, I feel like. And I feel like personally, when I owned a business and I found myself in a position of leading people, I felt very ill-equipped and I didn't really have like a lot to pull from in that situation. And I felt like I was constantly trying to like find help. Find ways to learn more, to become a better leader, to figure out, you know, things to do differently, things to do better. Because all I ever really wanted for the people that worked for me was just, like, the best, right? But I swear, the only people I could find to pull leadership from were all, like, material, was, like, all men. And I never really found a strong female voice that could just say, this is what leadership looks like in, you know, in my case, small business, And I think that was a huge frustration and a really big barrier to me personally. Like it it really, really frustrated me because so much of it, like so much of this information I was getting from these large male figures just wasn't, I don't know, like it was just really hard to apply like in my situation.
1: Yeah. And even today, so the current statistic is we just broke 10% of worldwide CEOs are female identifying 10%. That's so crazy. So you can understand that if you made it all the way to the top as a female, it would be in a very challenging landscape. I think what men tend to not understand about women rising up through ranks and gaining power is that we're seen as an incredible threat and people treat you as such. And, And because they treat you as a threat, you constantly sort of fight them to be seen as equal to instead of instead of deserving to be there Mm -hmm. like you constantly have to create this like almost masculine fake masculine energy so that they're like oh she isn't crazy and she isn't gonna just like press the red button and bomb somebody right and it's quite funny because that's the way they sort of portray women is that like we're too crazy to ever hold power that's what they say about like having a female president run the United States they're too crazy they're too emotional so if you're targeted as emotional you can't be in leadership so what you do as a female in my opinion and actually the research supports this women in leadership tend to mask their emotions and like display more of a masculine side to them even if that's not their true persona and then that sort of trickles down and they don't want to help other women get to where they are because they feel like they've worked so hard to get there. Nobody helped them. And it's this just ongoing battle of nobody is helping each other. Right. So how do we approach that and change that?
0: Hmm. I don't know. I think it's really hard. It's something that I've always, always struggled with, you know, as a woman, when you, taste that little bit of success it is so hard to not feel like it could be ripped away from you at any second you know and it's also so frustrating because even though you know like if you are in that position of power you like kind of like you said you have to mask who you really are and you're not allowed to make any kind of mistakes right or if you do you're ridiculed very very openly and you know it's it just feels like it's always slipping away from you just solely based on the fact that you are female, you know, and like you said, I think that's really hard for men to grasp that that's what it's like for us. It's just, I don't know, it's just mind blowing. Like, I don't know how you, like, when you're in that position, how you turn and extend both hands to the person next to you to help lift them, you know, to the same level. Like, I I don't know. I think that that's a really difficult thing to do, especially in your situation of like a corporate you know, world, it's just probably a thousand times more
1: ruthless than my
0: experiences.
1: Yeah. And like when I entered into the corporate environment, my boss, who is now very, very high up in the company, she was just that she was ruthless and she used every single emotional tactic you can think of to control people, to belittle the people beneath her, she would play favorites to the point where like she would pit two of her favorites against each other to see which and it was like almost always females so uh, she would pit you against each other to see who came out on top which is how I lost one of my good friends in the company you know and it was like she honestly played like emotional warfare better than anyone I've ever seen and that is just insane to me yeah it is insane I I think one thing we could do to start sort of flipping the script on this one is, is instead of talking bad about specifically women in power, which I I realize maybe I just did that, but I was just giving an example of something that happened to me behind their backs is, is to be their cheerleader. I think as you know, one thing about males in power is people don't question the fact that they've gotten there. You know, they're just like, oh, that's great. He must have worked really hard. It's easy to say that about women as well. And we just have to actively do it.
0: Yeah. Like how much would it change the landscape if you turned to the person that, you know, the female that's in power and just said, how can I support you right now? You know, like how could I support you right now in whatever you know, maybe they're having a struggle or, you know, I don't know, like, I think that could change it. Like, just extending a little bit, like being a little more gracious with each other, just in general, (laughs) could probably be very helpful.
1: Yeah, I think like we have a responsibility to reintroduce like a little bit of feminism into like a more feminine side into the workplace, because it doesn't need to be so cut dry, harsh and masculine all the time. There is room for grace, there is room to say like, I realize that you want this job next. I don't think you're ready and here's why, but here's how we're going to get you there.
0: Yeah. Like, like that, really that being like changed like everything.
1: Yeah. yeah. Right. Like, and I think that's the biggest part is like, people don't really show up as their authentic selves because we're taught that our authentic selves are not, are less than. Right. And so, and
0: I mean, and I don't think that being your authentic self as a female. I also don't think, you know, like I think we definitely need more, we could be more gracious with each other, but I also think that maybe in some situations, females could also be more assertive and listen to their female intuition and use that intuition to drive their assertiveness, you know, and I think that that could also change the landscape of like how we communicate and how we, you know, maybe give feedback, And criticism or how we receive feedback and criticism. I think that if we were operating out of like that intuition and assertiveness, it would really help a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And I also think if we were more assertive about things that weren't sitting right with us, it would go a lot further.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, Taylor always says, like, every time when we owned our business together, every single time we didn't listen to what my gut said. Like, he always used to use the term, like, what does your gut say? What does your gut say? And, you know, I would always tell him truthfully. And the few times we didn't listen to that, we still regret to this Mm. day. Like, we still always are just like, we have to listen to my (laughs) intuition, you know? And it's a very powerful tool. And I think that it would be cool if, all women felt empowered enough to tap into that and use it in their workplace to help drive relationships you know like i think that would be massively yeah. helpful
1: i think we also need to work on our perception of women you know women are always perceived as sort of fragile mm-hmm. and more maybe more like caretaking and the truth is we do we are more we do carry more of the like caretaking Responsibilities historically. And what does that mean in the scope of like a job or a career? It means that you, as a female, actually have more capacity to carry more people with you. Mm. And I know that's hard to hear because it's like sometimes it's overwhelming just to carry yourself through. But women could create the most incredible support network because that's what we've been doing for years and years and ages and ages. And I think if we were to carry more people with us, it would just be amazing. Like one way, I think, would be um, a little bit more transparency on pay. Hmm. So being, feeling, in, you know, empowered to ask other people at your station, above your station and below your station what they're being paid, Yeah, I think would be incredible. I think having open and honest conversations about it would help women and men sort of battle this like inconsistency in pay which would show women that they're valued equal as men because currently we are paid 81 cents for every dollar a man's paid right <laughs> and that's just not right like that's part of it too is if you're a female and you you make it up a step you don't really want other people to know what you're getting paid because you've worked hard and there's always a saying in the back of your head that like I'm gonna get in trouble if I share this information. But how are we supposed to see equality if no one ever tell like says what they're being paid? Mm, Matt yeah. was just a mentor for a young engineer and he told her day one, when I was at your station, this was my salary. So your salary needs to be comparable, if not more. And yeah. then he said when I was promoted, this is my this was my salary. So your salary when you are promoted should be here or more. Yeah.
0: I mean, that's that's massively helpful.
1: Massively helpful, super empowering. That stuff really matters.
0: It does. It definitely does. I think something I've just been thinking a lot about is what is a leader? And I think that I personally have had a real struggle with this because when I owned a business, I was so clearly in a leadership position. But then since selling the business, you know, I haven't had employees since, right? And so I think it's really important that, you know, we can all recognize it's not, it doesn't even have to be necessarily a job title, I would argue. I think all women will find themselves in some point of life in some kind of leadership situation. And, you know, I think just- I would
1: argue that even, sorry to cut you off, but I would argue that even motherhood is a leadership position.
0: Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) It is. And I and I think I've started to think about leadership more in terms of like how I interact with the world around me and you know, how I take charge of who I am as a woman as I interact, you know, with yeah, like Asher or parents at school or even my clients, right? It's something that I'm really trying to practice in my business of design is I am working pretty much primarily with women owned businesses right now. And I am trying really hard to be a champion for them on this journey and to be a champion for them as they are like, you know, trying to become leaders themselves, right? In in these businesses and do this really courageous thing. And I think we don't do that enough, you know? Like I really hate when it's like International Women's Day and then all of a sudden everybody's like, Here's a list on Instagram of like the 100 woman-owned businesses that I support and I love. And it's like, well, for fuck's sake, like you haven't done that all year. Like you don't do it every day, you know? like. And so what I've been trying to do is if someone's doing something really cool, I try to, yeah, like drop a heart, write a comment so they know, hey, I really see you and I think this is really cool. Or God forbid I go as far as sharing it on my social media, you know? I think that's that's powerful. But we don't do it, you know, we're like almost like it's just weird. Like it's just almost like this thing we do. It's like I'm going to support women kind of halfway,
1: (laughs) you know, secretly because I don't want anyone to really know where I stand. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think I think it's so important to to share what you're supporting because maybe other people are looking to do the same but are struggling to find what you have already found.
0: Yeah, I found after searching it like really hard, actually, I found a a, a woman owned roasting company here in Fort Collins and I started buying coffee from them. And after the first bag, I just like What's sent the them, name of it. I think it's called the Cracked Bean oh, Coffee. Yeah, <laughs> it's woman owned here. And then they also oh, <clears throat> they support like women producers in, you know, these coffee growing countries. So that's really important to me. So I bought a bag and I sent them an email and I was like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, this is really great and you're doing a really good job and I'm really enjoying this coffee. Good job. And they were like, thank you. Like, will you write a Google review? And I was like, sure. And I actually did it <laughs> because I wanted people to know, you know, I I believe in this business. Like, I believe in these women doing this cool thing. Like, right. Like, that's really important to do. I think there's just little things we can do that we just don't. It, it doesn't have to I be actually- that hard.
1: There is a woman I went to engineering school with and she and I do the same role. And I have never seen somebody rally behind other people harder than she does. Yeah. Like she is inc- an incredible example of putting your money where your mouth is, supporting your friends, supporting their creativity, showing people that there is something outside of like their everyday norm. Like, yeah, you don't have to fucking buy this book on Amazon. You can buy it from this local bookstore, right? That act is so important. That's voting with your wallet. Yeah. And it's so important.
0: I am constantly looking to support women, you know, businesses. And it even goes as far as like, you know I have a really good friend that we talk a lot and like you know it's like we're both growing through things and so she actually like checked in on me this last week knowing I had like a lot of family in town and then you know like I checked back in on her and now we're gonna have the phone call about it tomorrow we work hard to support each other and yeah. you know when I'm thinking about her I give her a call right I feel like That to me is leadership, taking charge of those small things that you can control to just say, hey, I'm here to like lift you up and to support you. And, you know, like it doesn't have to be just me trying to rule the world and do my own thing. Yeah.
1: And I I think that's so important is that leadership for especially for women or people, minorities, people who have not historically been seen as leaders, I believe it will start as a grassroots movement, which is exactly what you just described. So Mm -hmm. to demonstrate better leadership at an individual level, we all have to take responsibility for ourselves, show the the people around us that we support and love them and are their biggest cheerleader. And then, you know, vote with your wallet, show businesses that you care about, that you care about them. I understand that it's not feasible for everybody. That is slightly more expensive to do. I understand that, but it's really important to vote with your wallet. Yeah, And then if you are in corporate America and you rise up through the ranks or you start your own company and you become the CEO of your own multi-billion dollar company, it is important to bring other people with you, you know, provide mentorship, take time out of your day to ask people how they are, what they want to do in your company for real, instead of just these silly little (laughs) bullshit five-year plans they all have. I'm like, I want to be retired. I don't want (laughs) to, what do you mean five years? (laughs) I think we
0: could do, yeah, just a lot better about leadership in general. I don't know. It's hard. I mean, it's hard to get, find good information about it. It's it's hard to yeah. learn about it and grow and practice.
1: I think a really incredible example, which we talk about all the time, but is Girls That Invest. And I talk about it all the time because I started listening to their podcast, I don't know, almost two years ago now. And it was before it was really, really, really big. And I have watched Sim, who is the CEO, grow her business, support other women while she grew her business, bring on team member after team member who are, you know, given their own agency inside of her business to contribute what they're individually qualified to do. That's so incredible.
0: Yeah, she's an amazing example, you know, like of-
1: She's an- yeah.
0: Amazing female leadership.
1: I think another great leader- Although I speak about this often, but is Taylor Swift, and I I say that in the terms of Taylor Swift brings younger women artists along with her on tour, so that they get the same exposure, you know, and she skyrockets their careers by doing that. And sometimes I think to myself like, oh, it's a little bit like sexist that women will have women open for them, but it's it's not because think of how many males do that, and they you know, male producer on a movie and a male star and a, every single person on the movie script is male. But now yep. we're sort of flipping it. So it's females.
0: Right. Well, it's
1: what That's has to be done. An, it's an incredible movement. Right. I'm right. not saying we leave the males behind. I think all like high tides raise all boats mm-hmm. and leading with that kind of like grace, love, etc., like a, a more feminine energy, I think allows other people to do the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is. I also think it's really interesting. It's important to note that, as when you're in leadership, not every single person is going to be worth your energy of rising the tide with. (laughs) Not every single artist deserves to be an opener for Taylor, you know? And those women that she brings, I'm sure, have really cut their teeth and earn their spot you know but that's definitely something i learned as a leader is like you can try really hard personally to grow and to you know lift those around you but sometimes they're just the wrong people in your court and you need to make sure that your court is packed with the right kind of
1: people that's a really good point that's a really good point. Because it's really not. easy to be
0: like, I'm I'm being so generous and I'm being so authentic and I'm trying to reach out and, and then you end up just giving too much of yourself. Yeah. And so I think it's really important. I, I think Sim probably does this really well is like to harness that energy and to make sure that it's going to the right people that like I cannot emphasize enough is probably the most important thing. There are people that I invested in as a leader that I am still close with today that are actually like they make my life better on a daily basis and there are people that took something from me that I will never get back and that is something I will regret always so like you have to know that not everyone's worth your your time
1: that juice ain't always worth a squeeze I think that's very true I'm just I'm sort of reflecting on what you just said because not everyone is gonna be in your court on your team Okay, so high tides raise all boats, but make sure they're on your team before you (laughs) let them in your canoe.
0: Make sure they've earned the team t-shirt before you give the energy away.
1: Um, Okay. Is there anything else we want to say about leadership?
0: In what ways have you considered yourself a leader and what's been difficult? Like what's been some challenges with that?
1: I learned a lot about my leadership style when I was in Colorado on the Colorado team for what I do.
0: So like a few years ago?
1: a few Ish. years ago and and what i found out about my leadership style then i really didn't like uh, let's see the reviews came in that i was unapproachable and unapproachable has really stuck with me mm. so since then i have worked very very hard to to allow people to make mistakes in a controlled environment And to be seen as somebody who is there to catch them when they make the mistake, instead of being seen as somebody who will hang them out to dry for the mistake. What I do for a living is very challenging. Learning it is very, very challenging. And some days, like your trainee is just not on board with what is happening and they make mistakes, but you really have to do it in a very safe environment for them so that they feel like they can safely learn and ask questions. So that's something I've done to change, like change the way that pe- that I show leadership and mentorship. It's hard because I feel like I'm trying to undo a lot of the learning I've done about as I move up in this career, you know, not belittling people beneath me, allowing, you know, bringing them with me on this journey. So I did sign up for this like women's mentorship in the I guess it would be our summer of last year, but January of last year. And I was really let down because the woman that I was assigned to is the head of one of the divisions of J and J. And I was very, very excited to be like one-on-one mentored with her. She never showed up to like the meeting. Yeah. (laughs) So after that experience, I try to show up for people. Like if I say I'm gonna do this, like I'm gonna do this for you and It's not a lie. I also really try to bring work-life balance to work with me so that it is something that is passed on to my coworkers, to the next generation of cardiac mappers, to the people around me, because I think that's where I show leadership is like, you, (laughs) this job is not your life. Go live your life.
0: That's awesome. That's important.
1: (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You?
0: Oh, yeah. Um... I think, I mean, like I said, leadership's always been really difficult for me, right? Especially, like, being an athlete, a cyclist, then owning a business. I think I just didn't have a lot to build on. Yeah. So when we sold the business, I think I've mentioned it was, like, a pretty gnarly experience with the staff. And there was, like, a lot of really hard feelings about it. And I think the one thing I learned through all of that was... Not only how resilient I am as a person, but I was absolutely determined to grow from that experience. And so a few months, well, maybe like half a year after we sold, I actually reached out via email to like three different employees and, you know, old employees and said some really like I just tried to tell them the most genuine kind thing I could, like things I truly felt about them. And then I asked them to give me really specific feedback about me as a leader (laughs) and the emails. And that was really hard, right? The emails I got back, one was really good and very uplifting. And the other two were like really gnarly. Like one person just answered, you weren't a leader. (laughs) After like she worked for me for like four years or three or four years. And I was like, fuck, dude. But, you know, that was really, really hard. I mean, they They were really angry with me, and so they just ripped me to shreds. But, you know, to this day, I'm really grateful that I did that. And I think it was a really important learning experience for me. And it's important to learn how to talk, how to receive feedback, and how to sift through it. And I think
1: it's made me better
0: for for it.
1: That was very brave of you to seek feedback. And that's something I watched and observed you do, and I do that now as well. Yeah, I always ask the question, like, is there something I could be doing better to support you? Yeah. I, it's not always the most fun question to ask, is it?
0: No, it's horrible. <laughs> I mean, it's very hard to ask, but, you know, it's enlightening and you will be better for it, you know?
1: Yeah. Okay. So just as in summary, I think <laughs> in order to be strong leaders for everyone around us, we need to start at the grassroots movement yes. and show our support for people who are on our team people who want to grow and be better with us and who are in our canoe.
0: Or people who own their own businesses, especially women who are trying to do something impactful.
1: And empowering things. Yes, yes. And then we take that and we take it global.
0: Worldwide saltine movement. It's about empowering women (laughs) leaders.
1: Hey, you know what? We don't know what the world would look like with all women leadership because we only have 10% happening currently. (gasps) So nuts. I
0: hate that. We need more women in leadership. We really do. We do. But let's Step do it the up. right way. Step on
1: up to the plate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. So, okay. Perfect.
0: Go. Yeah. So wherever you're at in your leadership journey, we hope that you can find some nuggets in this <laughs> that will maybe be helpful to you. If not, just throw them out. No worries. But we're here for you. You know, if you need somebody to bounce ideas off of or cheer you on, like we always say, we're oh, yeah. here for we're you. are your to number do that. one
1: cheerleaders, man.
0: Yeah, definitely. Oh, do, you, do we have some? unpopular opinions
1: oh well first I would like to give a shout out as it is the 26th of November which is our cousin's birthday oh yeah this is gonna be late by the time it airs but happy birthday (laughs) Kayla it's so late (laughs) I'm sorry about that (laughs) Um, I had
0: a good one and then I I totally that always happens I totally forgot (laughs) it oh I know what it is okay go do it have I done this one maybe I should say it My unpopular opinion for today is that, and this might be true in every country now, I don't know, but definitely the United States. I think owning a home is overrated and I do not want to participate. And I would just like every, I just want to be a voice of reason and just remind everyone that owning a home is still debt. So (laughs) stop pretending it's not, it's still debt. (laughs) that's my unpopular opinion mackenzie has the cringiest face okay
1: here's my unpopular. here's my unpopular opinion i think everyone should just elope Mm. i do i do i think it would save a lot of people a lot of money i think it would save the couple a lot of stress and anxiety
0: yeah i agree
1: i'm really i think it's actually kind of an op move for those who don't play video games that means overpowering (laughs) um you're very welcome it's sort of like the biggest flex you could ever do just like fuck right off and elope and not care what anyone else thinks about it
0: yeah how come you didn't say you agree with mine
1: do you disagree no I agree with you but yeah I agree with you I mean I think it is kind of overrated but I just really want to paint my own house like I just have this idea (laughs) just really want to remodel something yeah
0: it's not that I don't, like, want to have that. It's just that at the at the cost of it, the cost of having it at this point is so incredibly outrageous that it just, like, I don't know in what universe it makes sense anymore. Being able to throw some paint on the walls doesn't really, you know, it doesn't add up, like, for
1: me. When you say it like that.
0: You know. And then on top of that, like, being tied down to a mortgage for Till you die basically yeah it just yeah that's true crazy oh wait 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 we're not done yet guys
1: sorry i think we are done wait, well we haven't said goodbye oh, okay
0: okay so thanks so much for tuning in everybody uh, we if really- you like this oh. like
1: and share it on your instagram we love totally, you totally
0: yeah we really appreciate you all listening and it's so fun to you know run into you all and Be called a saltine in public. That's my favorite. So has that happened to you? It did just happen this week. It was really awesome. So yeah, that was super cool. But we really appreciate you all listening. And this is super fun for us. Um and we love to hear from you and hear your feedback. So stay salty, you little saltine crackers. (laughs) Stick crackers. All right.
1: Okay. Bye.
0: Have the week you deserve. Okay, bye.
1: So threatening when you say that.